from the city of brotherly love. This is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. It's a new era here as we're at the 201st episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strasser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. As always, this episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor and SAP Global Platinum Partner, Sador. That's S-E-I-D-O-R. If your business is ready to move off of QuickBooks, NAS90, McCollum, some type of antiquated solution like that, Please give us a ring to help you automate your business processes and really just get your business through the barriers preventing growth. Reach out to them right away, sador.com, or hit me up. I'll make sure you get connected. Now let's get back to today's episode. We're going to be talking about woo. <laughs> and no, unfortunately, I do not have Ric Flair, but I do have someone better, at least in my opinion. It woo is actually an acronym. What does it stand for? Well, unfortunately, to find out, you're going to have to keep on watching. So, who do we have today? Mr. Ed Howie for the second time. Ed Howie is a joy beast in all aspects of life, and his mission is to inspire more joy in the lives of others. His foundational principle, or deliver in life, is to do all I can with what I have today, and my goal is to help others do the same. Indoor cycling brings Ed joy, and to date, he has taught over 1,700 indoor cycling classes, where he is affectionately known as the Joy Beast. While he enjoys teaching, what truly brings him joy is motivating and inspiring others to push themselves outside of their comfort zone and achieve things they never thought was possible and i will give a personal shout out he has been a major inspiration to me very positive person as you can see i'm wearing the spark some joy shirt right here so hey without further delay let's bring mr joy beast mr ed howie right on in here and get us some woo business strategy ed for the second time welcome to shark by Biz, you survived the first time. Let's see if you will survive the second time. You are now officially shark bait, my friend. I love it. I love it. Second time's a charm, right? Second time's a charm. You know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll be back a third time. Uh, I, I'm going for a three-peat then. That, we're putting that on the goal sheet. Three-peat. There you go. There you go. Three-peat. So, as you know, you've been on here before, but we got to follow the tradition. Very first question. Every single person we ask, what's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? Tell us how you enjoy, uh, how you converted from the hashtag joy beast to the year of woo. In a nutshell, basically tell us what makes Ed wooey. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, the short answer is that I'm a marketing and branding guy. And, you know, we talked a lot about sales and growing your business and growing your brand before. And that is part of what I do. But the real essence of what I do is I feel called to uh, really inspire the people I meet, the people I get in contact with to do everything they can with what they have today. Uh, and uh, where the whole wonder of woo came in is that I realized about 20 years ago that I was intentionally uh, serving others and trying to help 
inspire them. But I was still frustrated and exhausted and just felt like I wasn't winning. And I felt that way because even though I was winning, like professionally, I wasn't inspiring myself to do all I could with what I had today. I was so focused on others. And so what I realized is that that I, I literally flipped the script for my life. I realized that if I would serve myself better, I could then serve others better. And that basically was a pathway to joy. And that's where I discovered the wonder of woo. And uh, my mission through whether it be B2I Creative, uh, our marketing and branding firm with my team, we're all in on woo, or those I get to speak to, or those that might read my book next year and that kind of stuff, is that that by connecting with me, uh, they feel a little less exhausted, exhausted, a little less frustrated, a little more like winning. And basically that I... I um, I've helped them redefine what winning looks like in their life. And I believe winning is ultimately peace of mind, which is ultimately joy. No, that that that's uh, amazing. I can tell you every time I talk to you, you know, I feel a spark. I definitely happier. I mean, you're just one of those people that like your charm just kind of whether it's digital or in person, it just like shines through whatever you're doing and it it animates the person you're talking to that's the type of vibe i get off you well you know it's funny i i would reject that kind of feedback um in the years past um you know i was raised to be a nice polite southern gentleman you know what i mean and uh, that's where a lot of i i i attribute to my family my upraising you know my heart for service but, you know, it's funny when people, it's, if, if you had said that 10 years ago, I would, my first response would have been, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you know, would reject it. And then I was reminded of something that I learned, that I heard uh, back in like 95, 96, uh, that it took me a while to ingrain, was that when someone compliments you. When you were about 10, right? Uh, yeah, when I was about 10. <laughs> Dude, 56 now. It's been a couple of years. You don't look a day over 55, my friend. Not a day over. So, so what's interesting, David, is that um, what this gentleman uh, said, his name was uh, Charles Swindoll. He was speaking to a group of us at Chick-fil-A Corporate back mid-90s. He said, when someone compliments you and you reject it, that is not humility. That is dishonesty. That's a, that's a great quote. It is a great quote. And so thank you for saying that. Uh, that affirms me. And it actually gives me fuel to keep doing what I'm doing because it is my personality, but it is also, it is also intentional. It is also a muscle I have to exercise. It's something I have to be very deliberate about. And you know, frankly, the last year personally has been a ton of highs and a ton of lows. And, and working through that and maintaining that, that inspiration, that hopefulness, that peace of mind, it's been as hard the last year as it's ever been. But uh, the process works. I can imagine. It's been a tough couple years in a lot of regards for a lot of people, different reasons. You know, you could just look at the state of the country to the economy to the pandemic. There's been a lot of different issues that have been very tough on a lot of people and trying to be happy and thrive. It's not easy for everybody. No, it's not. And and I'm not talking about like uh, everyone should be free of mental illness or or that everyone should just be happy. That is not in any way the message, just the opposite, is that 
it, that that the healthiest way we can be is to own the reality of our situation and own the reality of our emotions is how we respond to those emotions and and the willingness to reach out for help in the way it matters that's really the secret to it i also believe that many for us uh it is self-inflicted pain because we allow the world to define what our scorecard looks like what winning looks like and we just start we're never going to measure up because not only is it perhaps not accurate uh, i don't use the word fair a lot but it's not fair because it is not based on data it's based on what we think they're saying oftentimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to circle back. You know, 10 years ago, if someone came up to compliment with me, kind of like I did with you, you know, maybe a little bit different, but something to that degree, I would have been like, heck yeah, you know, rock star, man. You know, that's how I am. The ego was there. You know, the, the confidence, the cockiness was there. And I still have that to a degree. You know, I played to that. But when I had it, I'll usually be playing that card, playing that, you know, in a playful way, not as a, yeah, it's to my head that I'm really that, you know, that much of an ego or something like that. But I view the joy thing as far as, you know, like in my episodes, I usually say in the intro, you know, I'm a rock star wannabe. Okay, but then in the outros, like after I do like, hey, make sure you hit like, subscribe share it out because shark bite business the greatest kept secret in the world the small business once i get done through all that self-promoting stuff then i'll be like hey now let's get back to the real rock star of the episode mr ed howie you know because ultimately what i found peace in and pleasure in is not self-promoting in a way it, it, whether it's one of my sales reps or whether it's somebody like you it's like, it's my platform, you know, like I'm on every single episode. I don't need to be here boasting about myself, but instead, you know, I'm here to make the guests, the expertise on my show to help you look like a rock star, which you do naturally yourself, but I try to amplify that image. And that's what gives me joy. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Well, you see, I think that's what, what you just described you're 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 doing it multiple times through this medium this methodology you have chosen to use this as one of your tools in your toolbox to amplify and celebrate others i believe that that is not only what we're called to do i believe that when we whenever i haven't heard many people say that they regretted doing something unintentionally good or unexpectedly good for someone else and regretted it. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes you, you try to do something unintentionally good and it has unintended consequences that were not expected and it could be bad, but that's rare. It does happen though. But but the deal is that where, where I found the the hinge point for me was that uh, that we all only have so much fuel in our tank. And uh, it's so funny. Uh, Part of part of my part of my message, part of my challenge, part of the movement, if you will, is redefining the word selfish, and that that I believe that we have to be a little more deliberately selfish to be a lot more selfless, and especially you talked about the last two or three years, 
there have been so many factors outside of our control that have just depleted us, that have stolen our joy. And if you're not like defending that, if you're not taking care of that, it is very easy just to keep emptying the tank and emptying the tank. And what happens is you have less capacity to serve others. You have even less capacity to serve yourself. I choose to the best of my ability to try to, um, you know, ignore those outside factors and just not let them bother me. Oh, that happened. Okay. You know, like there is uh, some history. We're not going to get into details that happened not too long before we recorded, but it's like, hey, it doesn't impact me. Kind of cool. I watched a few minutes of it on TV. Like, okay, that happened. Okay. Doesn't impact my day-to-day life. I'm not going to get happy about it. I'm not going to get sad about it. You know, I'm going to focus on business because ultimately at the end of the day, what gives me most happiness is paying my bills and making sure I can take care of my family. Oh, right. You're, you're exactly right. You know, and it's, it's interesting. You talked about uh, basically the joy stealers in life. Uh, I, I think you probably remember I teach indoor cycling still. I forgot that. I don't know. I don't be okay. That's where the whole joy beast came from. If this wasn't like a marketing campaign, my riders in my indoor cycling class, you know, like like uh, Peloton or that kind of thing, but like in person. By the way, Peloton definitely will take any free product samples you want to send my way. <laughs> Are you a Peloton guy? I, I, I will be if they send me one. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so so we're like Peloton, but we're like in person. You actually have people in the room still. So, uh, so I've taught about 1,700 indoor cycling classes. And they're typically at like this... Yesterday morning was at 5.30 a.m., typically 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m. Well, what happened is that I start getting people calling me the joy beast because uh, not only am I joyful at 5.30 in the morning, more times than not, but it's a beast of a class. And so that's where the whole joy beast came up. And what I realized is that how I was showing up in cycling class was really just an illustration or demonstration of how I really show up in life. So I share that to say that you talked about stealing joy. Well, um, I oftentimes start my classes, but I always end classes with with this like fulfillment or challenge. And that is we're leaving here stronger, calmer, with more breath and more joy. And then I say, don't let anyone steal your joy. They're going to try. Do not let them. Because part of taking care of ourselves is putting on a little bit of joy stealer defense. And whatever it was that interfered in your life earlier. I love how you invented a whole new phrase instead of just saying Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Grinch, or there's a couple other five-letter words that could fit in there too. But but yeah, I mean, it really is about a lot of times we're depleted because of what we allow to steal our joy. And, uh, you know, I don't know if the last few years have been wor- worse than the last 10 or 20, but it does feel that way. It, it feels that way. But I think, you know, I go back and forth with this in my brain, looking at our current environment versus the past environment. I think the the difference is, is not only that we have 24-hour news, we had 24-hour news 20 years ago, looking back, like September 11th, the Iraqi war, you know, going back into the 90s with the impeachment stuff back then. But the big difference is today, we have things that travel at lightning, nearly instant speed because of social media, and therefore attention spans are shorter. And it's so much easier for people to only get a half story 
get incorrect data and also, you know, for people to just keep your attention, they're playing off those emotions to be those joy stealers so that you be engaged. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that's the biggest difference between back then and back now. If we had the same technology back then, we might be feeling the same experiences back in the late nineties, early two thousands, as we are in 2023, 2022, except for the pandemic, because the pandemic is something that was just, you know, on a bingo card somewhere that someone threw a dart at, you know, up in the sky and was like, yep, pandemic this year. Well, so, so I think, I think you hit the nail on the head and I think it is basically uh, what you might refer to as like the velocity uh, effect. So when I was at HEB grocery, which is a large now 30 some billion dollar, uh, probably health grocery store based here in San Antonio, Texas, I was director of food service marketing. Uh, one of our, our, Competitive advantages and it remains competitive advantage of HEB is velocity. And that is uh, the speed at which we make decisions, the speed at which we uh, get product to shelf, uh, the speed at which we sell through products. And then HEB historically has some of the highest sell through per square footage of any grocery store or retailer in the nation, perhaps even the world. Okay, so that velocity, uh, competitive strength, that velocity, competitive disadvantage. Because you so so bringing in my cycling background, you cannot sprint for fifty minutes in one class. It is impossible, and let even a world class athlete cannot fully sprint at hundred percent of the perceived level of endurance, or sorry, perceived level of exertion. An athlete can't go like fifty minutes. You can go twenty seconds or thirty seconds. Is is that the longest that someone could do a full blown sprint? I have no idea. So if you know, tell me. There's a drill called Tabatas, which are a speed drill, and the science of it is you sprint at one hundred percent perceived level exertion for twenty seconds. You recover for ten, and you do it over and over again. It's basically eight sprints in four minutes, twenty second sprints, ten second recovery each time. The world tells us that the power of our ability to sprint is how fast we go for 20 seconds. Love. Is how well we recover for 10, which enables the next 20 seconds. 100% believe with that. The problem is with the rapidity and velocity of everything coming at us the last two to three years, that 10 second recovery has become five or four or two. And so that's where this whole notion of uh, to be able to like live in the wonder of woo we got to take care of ourselves first. We got to be intentional about that, protecting ourselves from the joy stealers, but also being intentional about what am I going to do that is uh, unexpectedly good for me today? What am I going to do that's unexpectedly good for you or for someone else? I mean, it's kind of funny. Before the call, I mean, before before we started up, we were talking about these stickers, and we got your address, and we're going to send you a box of woo. Okay, I didn't wake up this morning going, okay, we're going to send. David, a box of woo at 3.55 today. But instead of just letting that bypass, me and Sue, we're like, we're on it. We got it. You sent us the address and it's going to go out tomorrow. Okay. That was intentional. That's because I'm intentional about doing that. That's because Sue's intentional about doing that. Uh, it's, you're sharing about some stuff about with a mirror and I'll let you share that or not if you want to. But I mean, that was an intentional thing you're going to do for someone else. I don't know. Another one of our guests sent me some hot cocoa. Ed. Are you going to beat the hot cocoa? Is the woo better than the hot cocoa? We are going to beat the hot cocoa. We're going to make the hot cocoa 
even more delicious. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So let's get into that. Like with the wonder of woo, the intentions, the offerings, the rewards, let's get more detailed with that because you kind of gave high level over you. Okay. Let's get a little bit more nitty gritty, uh, but not too deep, just, you know, so people can get a real good taste of what you mean with wonder of woo. Okay. So, so it's real simple is that I believe when we live in our best IOR, and I'll explain that in a second, is that we are not only feeling more joy ourselves, we're inspiring more joy in others, okay? To, and to do that, we have to define exactly what winning must look like in our life. And I believe winning in our life is when we do something uh, unexpectedly good for ourselves and something unexpectedly good for others every day. All right. So IOR, you know, you're a business person. I'm a business person, uh, whether entrepreneur or whether an employee or whether an executive, we're all ingrained for ROI, return on investment. Okay. If I spend a thousand dollars to go meet with this, this prospect, am I going to generate a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars in sales for that? Or could I go spend a thousand dollars to fly this way, visit this person, and generate two million dollars sales? Right, it's constant. Um, people driven like us, and probably most of your audience, most of your community. I mean, if they're if they're loving you, you know they're make it happen people, right? Because you're a make it happen person. You know, we're all about getting like every single bit of juice out of the lemon, right? Or the orange, or both, ideally. You should see how I squeeze my limes. How much I beat. I get chicken wonton tacos every now and then when we go to Applebee's. It's one of the few foods I'll get from there because every time I get something else, they mess it up. And they always give me one little one little quarter slice of lime. And, you know, I squeeze that and I get every ounce of juice in all four of those tacos. And, and I think when we live life that way, it's pretty amazing. You know, we get every single ounce out of each lime. The deal is it can be exhausting if we're not taking care of ourselves. So, so. I believe the way we get full ROI is we flip the equation. We focus on IOR. It's real simple. Our intentions combined with our offerings equals the reward. And the reward is for me and the reward is for you. Our intentions. Mutual reward. Sure. Win-win. Okay. So, so. Woo really stands for winning others over and over. And to win others over and over, one, it's really easy to win others over. Like you've, you've been able to smooth someone in a trade show, right? The effort to take that initial charm and convert it into a long-lasting relationship, a lot more steps, a lot more energy, a lot more authenticity, right? So the, the, the wonder of Woo is about winning others over and over, which is, is genuinely and constantly winning others over and over. That was actually an important question I had for you because I saw that Woo was spelled with trios. And I was going to ask you one of my follow-ups, like, are you doing it like instead of W-O-O, Woo like that? Are you doing like with trios so that people intentionally have to say Woo? you know, like with an extra log. That is definitely a uh, beneficial outcome, uh, which Ric Flair, if you grew up doing a hell of a would love. Woo! But anyway, uh, but but it, the O is intentional. We call it kind of the triple O effect because it's one thing, almost anybody can muster up enough charm to win you over, like in a casual. 
but to, to build an authentic relationship that must be deliberate. Now, the key is I can't win you over and over if I don't win oneself or myself over and over. So to win others over and over, I must win oneself over and over. And so I OR. I I need to set my intentions for the day. And I need those intentions to serve me well. Being selfish to take care of myself, but not being selfish at the expense of others. I need to set intentions for others as well. So as you know, like I'll throw in a personal story here, you know, it was kind of at wit's end with my uh, previous job. And I, uh, you know, reached out to you a little personal story here on the side, just like, uh, you know, frustrated. It was one of the darker times in my career, even though, don't get me wrong, like you got to remember the uh, back surgeries, all that stuff. But I mean, I was having immense success. We had 230% year over year growth. Uh, so it's not like I was stinking at my previous position. It was like, hey, it's time to go. Like I was really, really successful, but I was at my wit's end with the organization. And, you know, I was kind of uh, uh, chatting with you about it. And, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, making a move. And uh, for me to be able to do that, it was really kind of me being selfish in a way and it was you know me worrying about me and my my happiness yeah i can keep going on i'm making good money i i wasn't happy though and that's where now i'm back to being a full-blown joy beast uh you know love beast joy beast you know like we had our hashtag before but i had to go into that selfish mode to worry about me my happiness and what's going to get me further into my career. Cause I also kind of felt stuck like, Hey, 10 years from now, where will I be? Same position, just bigger and better dealing with higher revenue and more employees. And to me, that was kind of boring. It's like, I want to move up more executive level. Of course, got offered that when I resigned, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> Well, you know, okay, but, 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 okay, so let's break this down. Okay. So, so you, you were trying to determine whether you needed to reset your intentions. And so you weren't being reckless. You were being uh, contemplative. You were being deliberate, but you were also advocating for yourself, not just for the outcomes of your scorecard, your ROI. Because if I remember correctly, you know, it, like you said, your performance was fine. This wasn't about that you weren't achieving the goals 230% year over year growth. I mean, and I got hired to take, uh, now you gotta remember, right? it was only for the Northeast working with small business, took them from seven, 800,000 a year to well over 5 million uh, in three and a half years, even with COVID, which was about, I, I got 10 clients, eight of which maybe nine were actual real clients that were actually paying us grown it to nearly 50, which in the ERP industry, that is massive client acquisition, okay, with, with one sales rep. Well, we had two eventually, one for Sage, but that wasn't until halfway through it. So, you know, we grew it all the way up nearly to, to 50, including closing a $15 million uh, project towards the end of my tenure there. And this is after being with them for a very, very, very long time, you know, seven plus years. So it, it was a hard 
decision to make. I was in a very good spot. I mean, my my position was guaranteed, and but I wasn't happy. And for me, the big risk was, do I give up the guaranteed income to take the risk on something that will make me happy? And um, don't know how to play out, but it's it's looking pretty good so far. It's looking pretty good, but it's still too early to file. I've only been here for three months, but I'm much happier. Well, happy, and you know, sometimes happy is seen as like a trite throwaway world word. Excuse me, and and it can be that. But for me, happy really is less like woohoo, you know, like little like floaty, flirty, like uh, flitty happiness. You know, like just kind of situational motion. Really, what you what I would say is you didn't have peace of mind in the situation you're in. No matter what the outcomes were, no matter what the scorecard looked like. I don't dread going to work anymore. Right. Okay. So the deal is that, you know, a mentor of mine used to say you either change people or change people. Um, I, I would say in your situation uh, is you either change situations or you change situations. So you either had to figure out how to get happier in the situation you're in, or you needed to find a situation to be more happy. Now, I got to tell you, you got to be really careful, you know, when you start about not being happy, because is it situational, meaning someone says something to you and it pissed you off? Or is there a systemic thing that is just going to continue that's not going to change? Okay, so I'm not a, yeah, so that none of this is about, oh my gosh, I'm upset today. Let me make a life changer. I'm upset today. Therefore, this makes, you know. I would never, that's one thing that I was good at. Sorry to cut you out there, but that that's one good thing. So I've had, uh, I was lucky enough to have a mentor in my early mid-20s. And it was during my first marriage. Uh, thank God we, we, you know, ended up separating. And, you know, he taught me, he's like, hey, David, you know, I know when you're fighting with your wife, you know, my wife at that time. And I'm like, how the heck do you know that? He's like, you and your sales team have zero sales that day. <laughs> you know? And uh, it, it was that transparent. And he actually taught me how to separate that, you know, those personal knee jerk emotional reactions from yep. work. So that evolved to the point to where, I have a bad conversation at work. Yeah, I might think about it. Okay. Like, yeah, it might irk me a little bit, but I'm not gonna go make some irrational decision or move because of that or or intentionally be be snarky with somebody over that. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. It's not about being happy in like this circumstance, like, oh my gosh, my employer was rude to me. I'm not happy today. It's more about a pattern and 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 where this like journey of transformation really began for me 20 years ago is my wife literally looked at me and said, are you happy? And I said, uh, with you? <laughs> and she said, she's a West Texan. She said, I better know the answer to that question. She said, are you happy at HEB? And then I was silent for like five minutes, which like you, silence doesn't come naturally. And I was silent for five minutes. And I finally said, no, I'm not. She said, no, you're not. You haven't been for a while. What are you going to do about it? And that opened up the door for me recognizing that my intentions were to serve others through my occupation, as well as obviously the primary goal is to take care of family, provide, et cetera. And what happened is my intentions were there. My offerings, the O and IOR, my offerings were not aligned because they had recruited me because my five core strengths are ideation, B2B, 
being strategic, winning others over, connectedness and positivity. And those are my five core strengths. They hired me that in that role for director of food service marketing. The reality is the, the job was and needed to be director of food service operations. I had PL responsibility for some 300 and some stores in their uh, food service operation, as well as 24 restaurants. So I can, I can do operations, but I'm a marketing guy. I'm a branding guy. I'm an idea guy. I'm a six months out guy. You know, that's the thing. Like you're, you're, you're technically a marketing guy and you have BTY creative marketing agency, right? Okay. Right. But every time I talk to you, it's more like, I feel like you're a life coach, man. Like every time I talk to you, I feel like I am talking to my own personal life coach, whether I interviewed on your show, you're interviewing on my show, we're just chatting. It's like, Ed's a life coach. Well, you know what, uh, I, that, again, thank you. That, uh, that makes me happy. Uh, the, the, the being is that, that we've never been about being the largest marketing agency. Um, we, we, for many reasons, but I have a hard passion for entrepreneurs, for humans, but specifically for entrepreneurs. And so uh, we, we do help our clients with life, not just their billboards and their digital. It really is about helping them do all they can with what they have. And, you know, it's, it's what not only I do, but our team at B2I Creative does. You know, we're, we say we're a marketing department for hire, and that is true. But I do like the idea of, of like impacting their lives and not just their sales line on the P&L. And I think, I think we do that as well. That's part of B2I, which stands for Bold is True as You. And the way I built this enterprise, I mean, my business plan, what I am 20 years to today or this year as B2I Creative is what I set out to do, which was to, to, to help business owners do all they could with what they have, not what they wish they had, not what they had 10 years ago, but what they have today, how can you be the best steward of it and do it in alignment with their capabilities? Because that's where the O comes in and IOR. I can, I can want to be the best business leader possible, but if I'm trying to build a business around things that are opposite of my core competencies or my core capacities, I'm going to fail or I'm going to be poorly inefficient or worse, I'm going to be extremely unhappy no matter how successful I am. Which is the situation I was in. Exactly. Your intentions were not aligned with your offerings, your giftedness, your personality, your the, the, the equation of the life experience you wanted, not just the role you wanted to fulfill, not just the, the job description you wanted to like be considered exceeding expectations at. Okay, so what happens is when we have our intentions, which is to serve myself well and to serve others well, and we line it up with my offerings, mine are, I'm strategic. I've got ideation. I've got woo. I've got connectedness and positivity. When I line up my intentions with my giftedness, with my offerings, with my uh, my competencies, I'm going to create a win for myself and I'm going to create a win for others. And that sounds like that changes lives. That is how woo changes lives. That is how woo changes life. Because here's the deal. And it's really simple. We all want more joy. I have not met a single person and said, hey, you know, you need a little more joy in your life? Nah, I got too much happiness already. I've not met anyone yet who says no. Now, you know, it's kind of funny in keynoting and stuff. You never ask the audience a question like that because, you know, your first question is, I'm not going to raise my hand. Like, so, you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where 
I would probably in a group setting go, yeah, I've got enough joy. I'm happy. I'm not like conceited or I'm not like needy or whatever. But in reality, one-on-one, I've never met a single person that said they had too much joy in their life. All right. Where our joy comes from is our ability to recognize the peace, had to have peace of mind, no matter the circumstance, peace of mind and a high and peace of mind and low. And I believe that we can navigate that more effectively when our intentions are aligned with our offerings. And therefore, I'm winning based on how I define it for me. And if I'm really, really good at it, I know what winning looks like for you. And I'm helping you do the same. That is amazing. And I think that is an incredible spot to end this interview right there. That, that, that was a mic drop moment, Ed. That was, that, that was pitch perfect. So I've got to ask you, where can people find out more about BTY Creative, Ed Howie, the wonder of woo, the year of woo, Shark Bite Biz's own personal life coach? Where can they find <laughs> out about more of this information, Ed? Please share, share any links, any books, anything you want, share out, please. So if you need help with your business, your brand, your enterprise, uh, really more on the commercial side, if you know what I mean, if that's what you're looking for, uh, btycreative.com, B-T-Y creative, it stands for boldest, truest you, btycreative.com, we'll introduce you to our entire team at B2I Creative. And if you need some help on like how to grow your brand and grow your sales, if you go to our YouTube channel, which is Ed Howie, you'll find about 60 some episodes of How to Grow a Brand. You're really familiar with that product. That, that will help you like with your business and brand, okay? So, so that's like woo for business, if you will, okay? Um, if, if, wow, the whole life coach thing, that is, again, an honor to say that because, I mean, truly, uh, you know, my intention is that anyone I connect with, that I leave them stronger than when I met them. And so, well, that, that's a life coach, man. I mean, whether it's, whether it's on a business level and that's the bonus, you, you, you're able to connect on the business and the personal level. And that's where like, you're a full rounded business coach. And there's maybe one other person. There's a couple of people I know that do coaching and stuff like that, but there's really one other person. I, I felt a uh, good, good personal friend of mine. She's one of Tony Robbins protégés, uh, shiny Burke who who was on this show um, season one as well, too. Just like you, I think she was episode seven or eight or something like that on the show. So I've got to get her back. We keep talking about it, but she's been back and forth from Turkey. But um, uh, you two are the only two that I've really felt that have been full circle on both those areas. To that note, and again, thank you, uh, edhowie.com, E-D-H-O-W-I-E.com. You can find out information, more about information on the Wonder Woo. Um, we are constantly updating that website. If you've got an organization, you want to book me to speak, you can go there and book Ed to speak. We've got an incredible keynote. Uh, that uh, my commitment to you is that your people will walk out the room 50 minutes, 60 minutes later, stronger, calmer, with more breath and more joy. And if we that doesn't happen, we'll give you our money back. And uh, and then hopefully summer next year, uh, my first book, The Wonder of Woo, will be available at a bookstore on Amazon near you. <laughs> bookstore on Amazon near you. Yeah, you know, we're going to need to do a cross-promotion <laughs> with you for your community. Uh, oh, special there we pricing. Go. Yep. There we go. There we go. Definitely. We'll get it out there. Um, you know, looking forward to see the book. Definitely listen to it. I, my only suggestion, if you do the book, 
get it on audible i get a lot of books in the mail it's one of my fetishes it's like if you come on the show you've got to send me an autograph signed book if you want me to promote it Uh, and i love it you know like uh four dummies book donna serdula was here um episode 192 and i have about I don't know, 50 or 60 books here that are autographed from all the guests that have been on, but I have not read one single book and they all sent them to me for free. Okay. Don't take that out of context. I did. I did listen to the books when they're available on audible. I buy the audio audible version myself and I listen to the book um, because, you know, driving time or, you know, in the background while I'm working, checking away and stuff. I have plenty of that time, but to sit down and actually read a physical book, I am short on that time. No, so I, I'm the totally audible version. And what's funny is since, you know, since I'm an indoor cycling guy, you know, the deal about it, like when I keynote, I'm keynoting more like a cycling coach versus a keynoter. And yeah. uh, so uh, my literary agent has already said that I have to do the audible myself because oh. it's going to be like a, uh, each chapter is going to be like a spin class. So we'll see what you happens. You know, Jeffrey Gittimer, right? Yes. Okay, Jeffrey Gittimer, his books. Uh, I love the little red book uh, selling the sales mm-hmm. Bible, for example. And I bought those. I, I read those books, uh, but they were so good. I'm like, I'm going to listen to them just so that I can absorb it even more because I get distracted when I read. That's probably the last physical book that I read. And then I realized that I get too distracted while trying to read a physical book. And that's where I listen, but I'm a, I'm a speed listener. Like I'll listen two times speed and I get you. Yep. I'll, I'll get it a hundred percent. You know, I won't miss anything. And what I loved about it was his tone and the, cause you know how things are so misinterpreted with text. Okay. Right, like sure. you can write something and someone can interpret it a million different ways. But if you're verbally, especially you, like you're saying the words, you're doing your own narration of the book, I think people will get deeper meaning and they'll understand what you mean with more clarity with just how you say it. And I got a totally different meaning from listening to The Little Red Book of Selling than I did ever reading the book. I love that. Because Jeffrey Gittimer's attitude and personality. I love that. No, great. No, I agree with you. You know. The the deal is just like probably you find enough time to, to absorb all that you want to absorb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, I have an important hey, question for you. What's your t-shirt size? T-shirt size? T- large. 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 Okay. We gotta make yeah. sure you have the right t-shirt to wear with a hot chocolate. Oh, there there we go. There we go. Hot chocolate uh stains and coffee stains coming soon. Blow it. Blow it. <laughs> hey, Ed, thank you so much for coming on. As always, everybody out there, we will have all those links, yes, every single one of those like 50 links that Ed gave us right down <laughs> below in the description. Please check out his websites and we will, um, you know, hopefully have him on before we hit 300 episodes. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, Always thank you time. again, Ed. You Good rock, you. my friend. Cheers. Oh, wow, man. Ed is such a humble, charismatic guy, isn't he? I mean, seriously, that was an awesome chat. First, though, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, because you know Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small business, please share us out to your friends, your family, your colleagues, whoever you think can grow from this show. Doesn't matter where you share it. I don't care. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, 
you know, rumble, whatever. I don't care. Just get it out there. I would love to see nothing more than Ed Howie and his company, as well as Shark Bite Biz, out there trending. Now let's get back to the real rock star of the show, the joy beast himself, Mr. Ed Howie. Woo! Not poo. What a catchphrase. Seriously, though. Wu plays exactly into what we were just discussing last week with our milestone 200th episode with Shiny Unsaw when we were talking about coaching, NLP, mindset, positivity, all that stuff. That's why I staged this episode. Originally, it was going to be 200. I'm like, no, I'm going to set you up, Ed. I'm going to put a Shiny first, then I'm going to put Ed. And we set it up this way specifically because how they play together. And I think the episodes go together and they, you know, kind of cater to each other and reinforce the message of the mind and positive mindset and positivity and all that stuff. But woo is important in and of itself. If you forgot from the episode, what does woo mean? It means winning others over and over. Ed and his business is built around happiness and growth. And that's amazing. And why I wanted Ed back on here to spread more of his joy beast love around the place to motivate you all to break through any barriers you have that are preventing you from achieving growth. Really awesome stuff, Ed. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for spreading joy in such a chaotic world and helping people find it in some shape or form even if it's cycling. Uh, <laughs> sorry, had to take the shot. Also, a special thank you for the shirt that you sent me. I love the t-shirt. And, you know, you also sent me an amazing gift box right here. Uh, it came with some really cool BTY creative stuff, you know, Sharpies, uh, Tumblr for those that are listening and not watching. But my favorite thing that I got in this box was this little sticker, and you gotta see, Inspire, One Million Joys. That's pretty awesome there, Ed. The sticker, the logo, woo, not poo. So that is awesome, Ed. I've gotta say, thank you for all that cool stuff. Really appreciate it. You and your team are not only incredible, you all are special too. Question of the day, do you want woo or poo? I cannot believe I just asked that. Leave a comment down below on YouTube. As I said, I'd love to get more engagement from you all on the platform, as well as Spotify, too. You can answer the question of the day for each new episode on Spotify. Let's get some conversations going. I'd love to hear you guys chattering. I get a ton of personal messages and invites or people asking to be in the show, stuff like that. Let's get some of these conversations going publicly, you know, have, have that conversation out in the open i will definitely answer you as much as i can do you want to be on the show interviews at sharkbitebiz.com also if you're watching on youtube or spotify or patreon or wherever you're finding us you can support the platform three dollars a month you can become a baby shark help the show every dollar into the show is every dollar i put back out on production on ads on everything we can to make this show better and better each and every week and lastly, we've got a shout out our sponsor. They put up with me every week, so I have to. Our sponsor, Sador, S-E-I-D-O-R. If you're on QuickBooks, some kind of legacy solution, 
still using a green screen, let's get you off that. There is an SAP solution for you, whether you're mom and pop or you're a large enterprise, reach out to me, I'll hook you up, okay? Or just go to sador.com and get more information. But bottom line, check them out. These guys are amazing. You can also see Diego Dabini, the SVP of sales on episode 200 in the very beginning. Y'all know this by now, but I'll say it once again. I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Ciao. You just experienced Shark Bite Biz with David Strasser. Please like, comment, and subscribe to the show to help us spread the word about personal, professional, and business growth. Want to be on the show? Send an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. A special shout out to our sponsor, SAP Platinum Partner, Sador. Get off QuickBooks and move your business to the next level. Reach out for more info. Thanks for listening and see you next time.